Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the Bare Naked Ladies. That's right, whether they light a room or cause a shroud, from light up my room to did I say that out loud, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He'll do his best to be the nice guy. It's my co-host, Evan. Ding, 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 ding. Yay! I didn't mean to make wake him, but the mistake he made was having seen the breakthrough that will take him. It's my co-host, Saker. We're going to get into it early. <laughs> Fucking word salad, my friend. How, how, how he had Wernicke's aphasia hardcore when he was writing that line. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it is just meaningless. We can't talk about it yet. Yes, okay. We have to bullshit for five to eight okay. minutes. What's your most recent breakthrough? Chachi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's watching Joni Loves Chachi and realizing it was better than Happy Days. Oh. No, that's not true. Okay. Uh, my most recent breakthrough was the fact that I, I can't wait <laughs> oh I don't know what was your most recent I said with energy you start us off um, do you have one that I need to uh, I need to focus more on positive stuff I have a negative negative like attribution bias wow. and so I tend to focus on negative things in the absence of the positive so it's trying to like re wire your brain by when you find yourself thinking negative thoughts about yourself or anything around right. you to take us take a moment recognize the negative thoughts and then switch them not switch them to something positive but then like sort of like i don't want to say count your blessings because that seems kind of facile but like the things that you're grateful for and then think about how you're this is a problem but also you've got a good and i do i'm incredible how lucky i am and privileged i am to have like a good social support neck a good like workplace you know and that sort of thing and, and steps i can do to sort of focus sure. on the positive starts in my life so that's a, that was a good breakthrough live every day like it's thanksgiving oh man thanksgiving <laughs> that's your mo it's that's... a special night because <laughs> the time is sammy right. davis jr says dynamite <laughs> what wrap that turkey in aluminum foil my brother likes to masturbate with baby oil is that an adam sandler song i don't know i thought you were making it up or i thought it might be a true story about scott i don't, I don't know. know how he likes to masturbate you, you guys never talked about masturbating I don't have any brothers, so... I, the first time I ever met you, you and I talked about... Well, you talked to me about <laughs> masturbating. You're the closest thing I have to a brother. It's true. <laughs> brother. Oh, boy. We did. You called me DJ Duck Pinch for a long time after that. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. It was at a wedding. It was at our wedding. friend Craig's wedding. Yeah. Why did we... Uh, I guess you knew him from school. Yeah. I knew, I knew him from Youngstown. Yes. Because he was part of a greater friend group there. And you, you knew, knew him from covering the Bruce Springsteen song, Youngstown. Youngstown. <laughs> Youngstown. <laughs> You'll leave it. I won't. That was a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. That's impressive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I knew him from games. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Was that, did that marriage pan out? Was that with uh, yeah, his current yeah, wife? Yeah, his current wife. Yes. Jesus Christ. Microcasting to no one who's listening to the <laughs> yeah, podcast. He doesn't even listen to the podcast. Our friend is still married. They just had a beautiful little kid. Yeah. And he's like 70 now. Which is amazing. He's a little guy. He's a little guy. And you know, little guys, like, they, they last longer. Their sperm is just constantly no, churning. I just think that, like, boiling. Like, I mean, that they've done a lot of studies. Like, the bigger you are, the more, like, fucking knee and heart and health problems you have. Because it's harder for your organs to get all that blood sure, around, baby. Sure. So that's one of the reasons I think I'm not going to live as long as, you know, somebody smaller. Like, little guys, they go forever. Yeah. So why, I wonder, is it what in a woman's lizard brain attracts them to tall men, knowing somehow biologically that they're going to die quicker gonna get out of there you can get out oh, of there. you think that they're just yeah get your baby and get, get them out of here get, yeah, that's what women think about 
or I should say womb havers. Sure, yes. I'm sorry. And I don't mean to be I'm just talking about like your base instinct lizard brain. I know there's a lot of biological <laughs> clock shit and that's real, baby. That ain't just fucking well, I mean, tall people are imposing. I mean, it's there's also studies that say tall people make more money and get like people respect them more. Sure. Why? Because I'm always we're scared lo- of them. I'm looking down on you, man. Yeah. It's like predator prey uh, behavior. Yeah, and I mean, uh, the tall people are seen just, just like more attractive people. Like tall people are seen as more like trustworthy and uh, confident. Why? Because they're fucking big. So what? How does that affect their conf- or their trustworthiness? It doesn't affect. It affects their perception. But, but how people's does that perce- affect people's perception of of their trustworthiness? I don't. If know. you're tall, you have more room for trust. <laughs> you're closer to God. Oh shit! I bet that's it. He has blessed you. Capital H. Yeah. He uh-huh. blessed you. Okay. Interesting. Wow. I never thought about those things before, but certainly they're all right and true. I think, like biologically. Okay. So if we're talking just biologically, the bigger you are, the that means the fall. that means the better nutrition you've had as a kid. Because a lot of your height and size depends on how well you're. Sure. So if somebody is bigger, like sure. physically bigger, that means they were healthier as a, they were. They had a healthier diet or a, you know more protein in their diet as a kid. And it is weird that we no longer. I mean, I know back in the fucking double and triple digit years, uh, it used to be that the 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 bigger you were, like the more fat you had on your body the more attractive you were because yeah. it meant that you were richer. You had more money for a yeah. diet like that. Right. So, so there you go. So that's like, that's our biological and cultural reasoning. I guess. But I just wonder where that went. The fatness. Yeah. Because now fat food, uh, the food that makes you fat is cheap, cheap right? versus the food that keeps you thin is expensive. Sure. Sure. That makes so sense. So it's just a, yeah, that changed. What if I just really love eating food, but I'm eating real healthy food, but I still get really fat. I think people should take that into account. I mean, that's the current move in fat phobia, right? You should, you know, it's not your body shape or type that matters. It's, you right. know, your overall level of health. Right. I have a friend who plays rugby and she is a just, she works out all the fucking time and she's built like she's, mm-hmm. you know, not stacked. a skinny person. Yeah. She's swole. Stacked. Shit, swole. So, but I would never consider her like skinny. And if I saw her with, you know, if I saw her with clothes on, like she would like, uh, you know, with clothes on, she looks like she's a bigger person, right? Mm-hmm. Of course not. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. This whole fucking fat phobia. You know what? We should be, I feel like we okay. should be. Okay. Wait, let me, uh, let me get, let me get a, another recorder on this so I can, we can put this on our uh, feed. Yeah. Okay. We can put this, yeah, we can put it on TikTok. Okay. So keep great. it, keep it short, but I, I want to hear like, we're going to put this on our feed or it's going to be, it's going to be great. I feel like we should, in this world, we should be fair and just to one another. I feel like we should be. We should have the the capability to see a person for being a person and not just a body type, you know? Sounds like a Kevin Hearn song. (laughs) Sounds like something Ed would write. That does. The most facile thing you could think of, except extended for about three minutes and then one minute of ending where they just go, ooh, you should be Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy. What fun we have on this podcast. <laughs> I will change the world. Definitely, I will do it with this song. <laughs> um, his heart's in a good place. Yeah, yeah. And his actions max- match his words, right? Yes. So I he can't might wait he, till we get to too old. Yeah, he might have a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking specifically about Kev. Sure. Oh, yes. You're um, right. Yeah, right. His, I mean, he tries to be a good in the world. And I feel like for the most part, he succeeds. Yeah. He's but then again, I, based on the information I have about Kev. You don't, yeah. Kev's private life. He could be a serial torturer. Yeah. He could be a real sadistic motherfucker. Yeah. 
You don't want to go down in his puppet basement. Oh, Jesus Christ, you do not want to be down there. If you find yourself down there, God fucking help you. Because yeah. it is over. Bite off your own tongues. <laughs> I mean, like, you're just saving yourself a lot of pain. Yeah, it's true. Whatever you can do. It's like you're in, like, one of those Saw scenarios where he's like, oh, I cut off, cut off. <laughs> oh, you want to watch Saw? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Cut, cut off on. your own leg and... I need you to cut off your own. I need you to cut off your own <laughs> leg. Take out the marrow and weigh it. <laughs> oh, you didn't do it fast enough. I guess I'm blowing off your head with an explosion. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'm too much. If I ever found myself in a in the puppet basement, uh-huh. I'm far too much of a coward to harm myself. Yeah. So I'd be like, okay, I guess this is it. I guess my head's gonna get blown up by like a jaw stretcher or something. And you think it would be unsatisfying to Jigsaw? To be like, oh no, you have to play. I'm just gonna like, play. Please. I'm just gonna enjoy. I'm just gonna enjoy the time I have left. Okay. Let's give him How like would a, you enjoy it? Just give him like a thumbs up and be like, what would you do to enjoy it? Well, what has happened to me? Like, can I talk? Okay. Can I? Uh, uh, yeah. Can I move? So you, uh, you have the reverse bear trap. Okay. Right. If you don't do something, if you don't cut off three of your fingers on your left hand, the thing that's in your mouth is gonna like pop open and it's gonna just rip the top okay, off. Okay. So I can't. I can't talk. No. So I like ham bone a little bit. I'm like. <laughs> Do a little bit of ham bone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And just <laughs> a little ham bone in there. Just to, you know, love. I'm loving life. I'm, I'm loving, loving life. life. Okay, great. I so wish I had a moment with my wife. So you would, you would just slap your body until your head exploded. I feel like he's never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, well, so you just want to bring happiness to, to Jigsaw. Yeah. Just, okay. Just a moment of joy. Because, I mean... Like Kev, he is suffering from cancer. That's true. Or so I've heard. I don't know much about John Kramer. I know that his name is John Kramer. Oh, yeah. He is. He's the cancer diagnosis is like the whole his whole like reason for, you know, like my partner always says, like, if I get diagnosed with an operal cancer, I'm going to just start murdering conservative (laughs) justices. Does he say that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, he's not going to do it. He's Mm -hmm. definitely not going to do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> sure. But also, I advise against it because killing political opponents is a way that I feel like once that we start rallies ki- them. Uh, once we start killing political opponents in America, I feel like the conservative if, if conservatives are starting to get killed, I feel like they're gonna do they're gonna kill liberals way better than we kill them. Yeah. 100%. So I feel like that's a losing proposition. Yeah. Boy, what if your partner kicked off the next civil war? That would kick ass. Brother. <laughs> to be the 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 guy that did it. To go down in history to books. To be the guy that did it. For yeah, blasting uh, an ass. Blasting an ass. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like if we just wait twenty years, things will get better. Cause all the old guard will have died. We'll have new guard in there. New old guard. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I guess some of the the young people are shitty. Are crazier anyway. than the old people. Really? At least as my my take on the conservative party is like the new conservatives that are coming up through the ranks are fucking batshit. How so? Because like the old the old Republicans are like, well, there should be at least some decorum in the in our racism, okay. and the new yeah. ones are like, fuck you, I don't care, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking vape during a Beetlejuice show. Okay, all right, listener, can you tell we taped two shows at once? <laughs> this is a continuation of last week's episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, that's fair. It's called a callback. It's called a callback. And it's basic. I, don't call this a callback. <laughs> Well, you know what I do call a callback? Oh my god, we haven't got to the song yet. No, we've not. <laughs> we've been recording for 11 minutes now. Let's start talking about this week's song. This week's song is called Waning Moon. And if you've never oh, heard man. it before, here's a quick sample. Mm-hmm. 
up and it's waning. I guess about a half remaining. I had such high hopes for this song. Why? Why in the fuck? Because this title. Did you read the lyrics and then have no, high hopes? I read the title when I, from the title I had high hopes from this for this song. Okay. I thought that, and to a certain extent, Ed does. First, I thought it was a Kev song, and then it wasn't. A, it was an Ed song, which it is fine. It feels so much. Reading the lyrics, I'm like, oh, this is absolutely has to be Kev. No, reading the lyrics, I was like, this is 100% Ed because like, he's doing pivots. He's doing dumb. Sh- like he's like. Oh, what the fuck was the? He's doing. What are he's the doing, He's doing word stacking. I, I didn't think there was any. I, I don't mean to make you. Your mistake you made was having to see the breakthrough. The like, like oh, that. Oh, the bridge. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah like, the bridge. I, sure, for sure. This felt. This felt a hunt, and especially the fucking rhymes that he does. Kev doesn't, Kev doesn't bother with rhymes. Kev does. Kev does these. Kev does rhyming dictionary rhymes, doesn't he? Waning, remaining, shining, reminding, wispy, miss me. Nice guy, nice guy. <laughs> but I feel like Ed is Ed is playing with them a little bit more than Kev would. Really, Kev would rhyme the same word with the same word. Whereas that's like night sky true. and nice guy versus like movie and move me. Like I feel like that's an Ed rhyme. Yeah, know I, that blowback. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's an Ed rhyme. You're right. You're right. Okay. And, and also everywhere I, do, I go, there's another thing I don't know. That is 100 percent an Ed chorus. Of course. It is. Everywhere. to me but let's talk about track by track kev loves that chorus kev says that this is his favorite of ed's songs for this album which totally tracks because this feels like a collaboration between the two of them i feel like this is a love song about appreciating someone and thinking of them always you know like everything else on this album like every fucking song i think in the past we've been too guarded to be this earnest that's what ed says oh yeah yeah he says he would have been too guarded to write this years ago to write what to write a love song? You fucking wrote love songs years ago. They were more interesting. I think than this, this is more from from Ed's perspective. I feel like this is this is he's bearing more of himself. But it's from looking outside, it looks exactly the same. In fact, it looks worse. And I feel like because it's again less specific, less interesting. And I feel like his way of saying like, you know, his way of guarding himself from criticisms of like this sucks now is being like well. It only sucks because you can't handle like this is new for Brannick and Ladies that we're this unguarded. This earnest is this what earnest, earnest is like, what he it's used. Just yeah. like, the fuck? It's not earnest. It's and I mean, just... Jim says like you know for this album we've just sort of embraced the feeling. Yeah, yeah. And like I understand, I, it makes perfect sense what they're. I mean, they're they're writing. I don't know. Like, I feel like in the past Ed is like yeah. I uh, protected myself by taking another perspective or a viewpoint in the song, and I'm not exactly. writing about my own lived experience. I yes. am writing about my own lived experience, but I'm doing it through the lens of some of, of a window washer who's afraid to fall out you of a fucking it. a fucking building. You nailed it. And now I'm just doing it from the perspective of Edward uh, Edward Entertainment Roberts. And, <laughs> his fucking name. Um, and, but, and that's what he's saying is he's saying like, aren't I brave? And no, you're not brave. This sucks. This is boring. Well, yeah, exactly. Like. I mean, he says, like, in the track by track, one of my goals for this whole writing period was to be direct. Well, you did that, Ed. Yeah. Like, (laughs) there's no fucking outside POV. There is a... 
there is a little bit of metaphor, which I appreciated, like using the like looking up the night sky and seeing like a waning moon and realizing that that's and using that sort of as a, as a way to look at your own life. Like, Hey, I'm hitting middle age. Like my best is behind me. Right. I did not even realize that, but you're exactly right. Yes. And so course. he sees a waning moon and that makes him think about like all the good times, but also all the times he's sharing right now with like, it puts him in the moment. And he realizes that like, even though his, he's sort of been through the prime of his life, he's like, you know, he's waning now. It's not, it's not over. He's got another chapter to live, but like, even now he still has things he can learn and changes. And especially when he's talking about his partner, I feel like that's kind of a beautiful sentiment. Like even now that I've been married to Natalie Herbert, my childhood, my fucking high school sweetheart for, I don't know, 30, 40 years or something, there's still stuff we can learn about each other. Right. And that's a, it's a good sentiment. That's a, it that's a good, that's a good sentiment. And there is a lot of specificity in this song, yeah. which is great, but it's, and this is hard because I think we've been asking for specificity for so long, but we need to find a middle ground because the specificity of this song is so specific that it loses meaning where it's like, you know, uh, the cafe's great or cute, like a movie. It does take a lot to move me. I'm quick to tears, but they're happy. I'm always just, if you're still have me, like, what are we talking? No blowback. The cafe's cute. Like a movie Doesn't take a lot to move me I'm quick to tears But they're happy I'm always yours if you'll still have like, me He's talking like, on a date that he was on at Natalie Herbert where he's scrawling this on a fucking napkin. Like, it feels like he's done something wrong. Like That was previous albums. Well, but I feel like this is another Natalie Hebert apology song. Like, he, he, I'm always yours if you'll still have me. Like, I'm always late, but you know that. I hope there'll be no blowback. Like, I feel like something is wrong here. And, like, he's crying out of happiness. And so it feels like he's like, I'm sorry I did this wrong. She's like, it's fine. I'll still have you. And he's like, thank you so much. But it's so lost in the specificity of the tiniest details that we lose the picture of what this song is even about other than it's a love song. Yeah, I I think he's like, I didn't get the he'd done something wrong. I get the, like, hey, we've had our problems in the past, but, like, I'm still learning about you. You're still learning about me. I'm trying to be humble about Maybe. this. I'm trying to come at you in a humble way, being like, listen, I know I fucked up, babe. Like, our, just... our, our best is behind us, but also our worst is behind us. Yeah, maybe so. That's and all that's left is the boring middle. <laughs> Here's what we have coming and up. Like, reading this the most generously, this is either a very personal essay by Ed to the point of like he's microcasting to his partner or a specific group of people. Yeah. Or it's a tone poem about having the same thing that every fucking else song in this relationship, uh, this, this CD has been about was like having a being an aging rocker in a, you know, committed relationship with your partner. Right. Yeah. And having children being, I mean, balancing, being a rocker versus being a dad. Yeah. 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 For all these guys. And if, it, I think I mean, they would all identify as dads. Are they all dads? They're all dads. Yeah, they are all dads. Yeah. So I think they would use the word dad to describe themselves too. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Um, if we go through the lyrics, can we go through the lyrics piece by piece? Good luck. Just looking at them, my first thought was, these lyrics are wrong. They can't, These cannot be the real lyrics <laughs> before I listen to the song. Then I fucking listen to the song and I wrote, these might be the worst lyrics in the last 10 years of BNL. Personally, from my just wait till I tell you. Just wait till I tell you about the vampire movie. Okay, about. okay, okay. They, it all fucking comes into... Every okay, fucking line okay, in this movie okay. will come into sharp focus. I promise it you. It is just so... It's it's the worst impulses of Ed and Kev in a big stew together. Some rhyming dictionary bullshit. The only reason I know it's an Ed instead of a Kev is that the last lyric ends and then 10 seconds later the song ends. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, it is 100% Kev. So first up, what the... What does it mean? What are the stars reminding? 
What does that lyric mean? The stars are out and they're shining, fading in and out, reminding the clouds are high. The fucking, the stars are out and they're shining, fading in and out, reminding. So he's seeing people around. The stars are his friends and family. Okay. Uh, And, you know, they're always there. Like there's always other people around him, right? And they're in various stages of their life. They may not be waning. They may be fading and out. They may be on the upswing, et cetera, et cetera. So he's saying like, yeah, there are other people in the world and they're always around me and I need to recognize that fact. Sure. Is my read. Okay, okay. What, what confused me is, is is using reminding as a fucking intransitive verb, right? Like <laughs> reminding me, reminding them, reminding us. Oh, reminding... All of it. Sure. Okay. Reminding each other too. <laughs> reminding in general. I don't know. Um, why would why does Ed have to try to be the nice guy? You miss me. We both look up at the night sky. I'll do my best to be the nice guy. Now I'll that, do my best to be the nice guy. That that line that line seemed like borderline abusers. It like 100% all you, did. Like, oh, here I am being the nice guy again. I guess I have to apologize. Which was another thing that kind of put me into the thought of like I wonder if this is a I fucked up Natalie song, right? Like, oh, she's she's just the old ball and chain is pissed off again about something. Like, I have to go in there and apologize. She's like, redecorate our house again for the fifth time. <laughs> I feel like they're fighting. Guess I got to go on tour again to pay for another redecoration. <laughs> oh. Um, and then of course the bridge. Jesus Christ, let's talk about the fucking bridge. Go for it. Every time I listen to it, I have a fucking aneurysm. It's just meaningless. <laughs> yeah, that was like fucking micro machine guy. Anger. Scatman Carruthers. waking them okay why is it a mistake to see a breakthrough a breakthrough that in fact will take them <laughs> what do you have a breakthrough or do you see a breakthrough so but here's the thing they belong now and they know how to be seen but somehow they still fall they down, still fall down. <laughs> yeah how, i know how to act but i don't do it right because i'm a piece of shit right is that what he's saying there like we fuck up everyone fucks up we know how to be seen but we we're comfortable in our relationship we know how to be seen <sighs> like we know how to communicate and to see each other and to recognize and yet somehow we still fuck up yeah is how i read that line yeah is there a better way to say it probably <laughs> but it doesn't have the same rhyme scheme the fucking like, yeah, like i said if this is a soft tone poem just fucking let it wash over you which is what it does <sighs> i feel like i've done that for the whole album at this point here's my thing if I hadn't pirated this album, I would be fucking angry that I spent money. I could I could put on a white noise machine and get the same effect that this album gives me. This album doesn't do anything for me. It truly does just wash over me, right? So Don't count your chickens till you've seen the tower. <laughs> I'm pinning all my hopes on that you song. Really? Are. You excited to see Jesus that tower? I hope that it was is the most like so interesting title. I, I thought Waning Moon was an interesting title too. Yeah. And I'd hoped for more metaphor, but you know, 
It, it gave me a little bit of metaphor, so I could sink my teeth into that. It was like a little amuse-bouche of metaphor. Mm. He's just getting my appetite whetted for that tower. For the tower. I can't yeah, wait yeah, to yeah. climb the dark tower. Oh, do you think it's about the gunslinger? I think, I think it's about the <laughs> Stephen King's magnum opus, The Gunslinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Book number four or five, The Wolves of Calla, where he, one of the chapters is from the perspective of the guy from the uh, in the van that hit him in the car, and he makes him seem like he has like a, like a serious mental problem, and like he's kind of stupid, and he's just an idiot, and he's a mean person and he deserves what he gets god how cool would it do you be? like that first chapter <laughs> do you like it when like a uh, flag came out and he was an evil wizard and he threw like golden snitches at roland the gunslinger do you like that part do you remember that part, <laughs> that part of the fucking story? yeah i read it 20 years ago i but... forgot that characters from the other books that's like yeah. a big crossover book yeah, his, isn't it's it? his like uh like it's his magnum opus like it's all it's of his... his avengers it's we his... need to talk to you about the Brady good ladies initiative it's like his avengers if like they didn't all live in there was a there was another it's like avengers but they all go to like thor land okay <laughs> like asgard like somewhere where it, like the rules of physics don't quite apply okay and like it's just like kind of stream of consciousness stuff yeah i, I, get, I mean ari all... aster's avengers the bo the is other... afraid meets avengers <laughs> the other thing is all the villains are interesting right you've got like pennywise and like but the... well, pennywise is actually just an alien and there's a whole race of aliens and roland guns them down in one scene <laughs> What? Yeah. You know, remember the Star Wars prequels where, like, <laughs> you wanted to see how, like, where Darth Vader came from and, like, all the way up? Yeah. Jesus And what if, Christ. like, there were, like, these little fucking guys who just live inside your blood? Oh, my God. And they're called midichlorians. But they're actually controlled by these other little guys called the Wills. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's, they. so they explain away all the, so do they explain what The Shining is? Is it is it midichlorians? Brother, I, I don't remember. I remember, like joking about it with i remember these like specific like tidbits of it i remember yeah. loving the gun like the first three gunslinger books i read in high school and i loved yeah okay and then i just kept reading them through you know college and liked each one less and less but stuck with the series man i feel like i read the first one and it was such a fucking slog that i was it like, doesn't seem like a book you would enjoy i can't do it yeah. yeah it was like about him walking to the tower or something yeah. it was yeah i mean and it was sort of i don't know fantastical and you're not really a fantasy boy no didn't they do a movie yeah with uh, idris elba is it bad it was a flash in the pan. It must have been bad because I have heard nothing about it, good yeah. or bad. It must have just been like, in flight. That, that in is, flight. Yeah. But that's fucking... People love Stephen King, and people love the Avengers. They love cinematic universes. So have it, I can't imagine... They could have put fucking Skarsgård in there as Pennywise. They could have put fucking the kid from The Shining. <laughs> Billy <Torrance>. Blanks. Yeah, <laughs> Billy You could have put Catman's, Scatman's Crothers in it. They could have used AI to resurrect the twins from The Fucking Shining. I don't know. Mm. They could have. Like, that would have been. They could have put the apt pupil in it. Fucking ace they in the they hole. They could have put Morgan Freeman from The Shawshank Redemption. Put the green mile. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, he's dead? Real one. Yeah, he's been dead for a while. What happened? He was a big man. <laughs> yeah, okay, I forgot. He was a very big man, and big men don't live he very long lives. He was a great uh, fucking kingpin in the uh, the yeah. uh, was it the the Ben uh, Ben Kingsley Daredevil? Yeah. Nope, was like Sir a, Ben Ben Affleck. Uh, I liked him in uh, the one of the Broken Lizard movies, like the. Remember they did the Super Troopers back in, and then they've been sort of coasting off that for fucking ever. Yeah, yeah. And they keep getting movie like they did like Super Troopers was good, and then they did Beer Fest, which was yeah. also good ish. And then Super Troopers two came out, which I kind of I I was drunk when I watched, it and I remember nothing about it. Okay. Uh, but they've done like six or seven movies just like off the 
they keep getting movie contracts and these aren't small movies like club dread quasi quasi just came out but they did one called slam and salmon which oh, was I like is a restaurant right Reynolds. yes no that's waiting that's waiting okay yeah this is this is just broken lizard but michael clark duncan is like the restaurant owner and okay. he was like an, an old boxer okay <laughs> yeah and he did a really fun job and he had he had like good comedic timing which yeah. i didn't expect from seeing him in only dramatic roles yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's cool okay interesting uh, what the fuck were we talking about? How did we get here? We started talking about the Dark Tower and went off on a fucking tangent. Cinematic, the, the BNL Cinematic Universe. Right, the yes, Ladyverse. Yes. yes, the Ladyverse. Oh, the Ladyverse. Remember how funny we used to be? <laughs> uh, John Haddle, the Ladyverse, Grimelius. <laughs> Let's get, bring them all back. I just do our greatest hits. I fucking... The bridge made me so... It truly is just... Let me pull out a rhyming dictionary, find a bunch of words that rhyme... And work them in in the most awkward way. There's no meaning. There's no... It's just fucking bad. We're word stacked. He's word stacking. That's what Ed does. That's what Ed does. I would have loved it. The one thing I wanted out of this album, if you'll remember, is a rap verse. This is... Uh, He's glancing at a rap. He's like... He's got a new... He's got his newspaper out. And then he like looks over it and there's a guy guy with like a boom box walked by. He's like... He they just thinks give each, he thinks about it. Like that's that's the, that's as close to a yeah. rap verse as this becomes. I actually kind of str- fight the power. <laughs> I struggled a little bit to understand how the chorus fit with the general message of the song because he knows exactly what he did wrong. It seems like in the verses themselves, right? So what what is a thing to learn? What's something he doesn't know? I feel like he's fucked up and he knows he's fucked up. In my interpretation of this song. So, like, the only learning being done here is Natalie learning again that he's a piece of shit. I don't know. I think that's too literal of a reading. I think really? that you had to take a step back from from my perspective. Yeah. Like, he's saying not only does he have more things to learn about oh, Natalie, yeah. he has okay. more things to learn about his sure, place sure, in the sure. world. And, you know, he's coming off of a, you know, hey, I was a fucking multiple, multiple platinum charting rock sure. star. Like, my words have meaning and yeah. move people. And, like, that's got to – that blew up my ego. And yeah. now I'm at a comfortable place where I'm like, hey – I realized that I was kind of an asshole back then. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to be the nice guy. I guess I'm going to be the nice guy now. I guess I have to be the nice guy. I guess you're making me be the nice guy. Why won't you stop making me be the nice guy? Why can't I just say what's on my mind? Why can't I just say what everybody's (laughs) thinking? Sure. Yeah. That was his breakthrough. That makes sense. That was the breakthrough that woke Tim to the time that he saw the man in the cabin. Um, Yeah. Do you think when it says the moon is up and it's waning that it's just a cute way to say that it's waning outside? <laughs> the moon is up and it's waning. I think he's he's a uh, he and Natalie Herbert were uh, having dinner at a beautiful cafe and that's like I need to go to, go to the bathroom. And then he goes up to like the second floor of the building across the street and like taps on the window and she looks up and he just presses his butt against it <laughs> <laughs> and she like she like giggles because it's something they used to do. Uh huh. He's gone for fucking twenty five <laughs> minutes, <laughs> gaining access to this office building. Oh no, it's just a, it's another little fucking building. Like oh, it's okay. like a, it's probably like a florist or something. Okay. So he gets up on the second. He's like, he's like, do you know who I am? I'm Ed Robertson. Sure. Just well, uh, I'm gonna buy a hundred dollars of flowers. Can I put my to have these flowers delivered to that woman there after I put my butt against the window? <laughs> Pulls a real Lauren Bobert. Do you know who I am? <laughs> How dare you kick me out of this floor? It's probably somebody's apartment. He just knocks on the door. He's like. I'm a very good lady. Can I go ahead and press my butt against you? And they're in Canada, so everyone recognizes them. Oh, of course. Of course. I wonder who the most recognizable Canadian star is in Canada. I can't think I can answer that question. Martin Short? Martin Short. Everyone knows Martin Short. Don't they? Oh, uh, what about, um, what's his name? Shatner. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one, too. Yeah. Because he's Canadian. I don't know if I could name a more famous Canadian than Shatner. Alanis Morissette? I wouldn't. I mean, I do know her by... I saw her 20 years ago. I wouldn't recognize her now. 
Yeah. Shatner has a, a look about him. He does have he does have a look about him, doesn't he? <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. Generally, um. We got more snaps on this song. Yep. Woo! Very. Love them snaps. Finger snaps. Um. The accordion sounds great. Yeah, I liked. It was like a harmonium or melodia. I don't yeah. think it was a full on accordion. Oh, okay. I think it was like some one of those those little smaller concertinas or something. Sure. Which I enjoy as well. Gave it sort of like a. Sort of a stripped down sound, okay. even though it sounded very produced. I liked the, uh, um, I liked the really plaintive tone in Ed's voice. Yeah, like he's. It was he. I mean, it was obviously Ed, but like there was a very sort of like I don't want to say maudlin, but like he seemed almost like he was pleading well, in his in his voice. It was he, rougher than normally you hear it in the track by track. They talk about how this song is kind of Neil Young inspired, which I could sort of hear that Neil Young. And then they say the every delivery. song we have is Neil Young inspired. Yeah, which is a silly thing to say and stupid, and I hate them for it. Um, this might be the, like the biggest disparity between music and lyrics in BNL history for me. Yeah. Cause the, I mean, I think the music is good and I think the lyrics are fucking dog shit. <laughs> I think they're truly bad. I think that the, they're, the music is fine. I think I didn't, I thought the music and lyrics were fine. Um, did you just, did you just web sling at me? <laughs> I, I don't just, know what uh, listeners <laughs> in a IABD podcast first. Saker just made the Spider-Man. He's doing it now. He's doing it again. I'm covered in webs. So... <laughs> Sorry, I got an impulse. I have poor impulse control. I know. I was saying boring stuff. Uh, I forgot where I was. Oh yeah, this song. This song was both song and lyrics were both sort of down the plate to me. Like the the first chorus where he's like, "Everywhere I turn." Oh my god. Put this another in 1.5. How did it work? Th- I'll get there. Tell me now. Another thing to learn. And I was like, oh, come on. Fuck it up. Go. <laughs> another thing to learn. And he oh, does yeah. it in the next chorus. So he okay. complicates the chorus as he goes. Okay. Which made it a little bit more interesting. Another thing to learn. <laughs> I wanted to do a big hole. Because there's like another thing to learn. Another thing to learn. Yeah. Another thing to learn. <laughs> like you could do it. Everywhere I Turn another thing to... I would have loved that. So, 1.5 speed, it becomes an Indigo Girls song. Ooh! Like, the, the guitar speeds up to a point. And, okay. Uh, I mean, it's still Ed singing it, obviously, but, like... If it Wait, it's... Like, okay, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> Whip! Thanks, thanks, guys. It's been, thanks, it's been fun. Thanks, All right, I'll, that was fun. I'll see you out of here. All right, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, but the slow down... It, it's over quicker, so I liked it better, but, like... <laughs> Because I felt like, I don't know, sl- this song was slow, and but wasn't interesting enough to me. I think if I were not listening to it with the intent of dissecting it, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Okay. So okay. again, I, this is like an, observe, an observer effect. I mean, that's I feel like that's every song in the history of this podcast. Yeah. Is like, because we listen to it. Well, there are some songs times. that we have, that I have come out liking more because you've had a different read really? or something like that. I can't name them. No. But uh, no, um, yeah, like I, I definitely, listeners, I'd ask you to go back and listen to our 200 episodes and pick those out and give them to me. What a nightmare. Never do it. Did I tell that story on the podcast about the comedian who singled me out at the comedy show? I think you did. Okay. Never mind. Um, listeners, if I did, hashtag, you said it already. If I didn't, say, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Sicky forgetty. Um, Lee. Harmonies yes. are on point. Great harmonies yeah. in this song. That solo, that pedal steel solo, mm-hmm. is so warm and fuzzy. It's very brief. But it yeah, I, I, it doesn't it doesn't overstay its welcome. And I enjoyed it. I wish it had been a little bit longer, honestly. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Down. 
Honky Tonk song. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, like the one from the uh, Brothers Cregan album where they were like, Welcome. Oh, that was the, his wife singing, or she was like, oh, Welcome yeah. to the French Quarter. <laughs> that was a cover of some song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what this feels like to me. It's probably because of the melodica. I am here. Welcome to Montreal. <laughs> hey, welcome to the old department. Uh, and he says bin like bean in one part of the song, which made me really happy. <laughs> Listen, Mr. bud, bean. I got I to gotta do the opposite. What's it, what's it called when you don't pick nits? You like pick tiny things that are good out. You're, you're uh, um, what's it, steel manning the song? Steel, yes, I'm steel manning it. Yeah, I'm trying to build it up present a little that, Present this song in the best possible light, bud. <laughs> All right, what else? What'd you have? Oh, you're fucking asking me what else I have? I've been through everything. Like, what else is there to say about this song? I don't know, did you hear a live version from the Burning Kiln Winery? <laughs> that place sounds way more interesting than the song it they play. Certainly Burning is. Kiln Winery. Oh, I bet it's like one of those pottery places where you go and you like do Might pots be. and and then get like get get sl- slup all over your wine glass. Now that I'm thinking about it, Burning Kiln Winery sounds like a very small venue, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't it sound like it it's sounds a- like a bunch of like moms are glazing pots and listening to Ed Robertson? Yeah, it is the the best wines in Norfolk County, Ontario. Norfolk. No, 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 fuck. Oh, yeah, it is. It's very small. Wow. No, so no, this was a very exclusive fucking. So that's why I did, they did this song. It's a low stakes yeah. venue. And I bet that like this is like Ed and uh, Natalie's like favorite winery. And they're like, hey, can we get 30% off on all of our orders? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we, probably Can we true. get a free app every time we come in if we uh, do a show here? That sounds about right. Yeah, they performed Thursday, September 14th the at whole, 8 The whole PM. crew? The whole The whole crew. Yeah, it was $109 a ticket. Intimate venue. Intimate, yeah, 100%. Would you, I would, see, that's a show I would want to see. Burning and Ladies at Burning Kiln? Because you feel like they wouldn't do uh, fucking yeah. one week. Yeah, they, I feel like they'd, they'd hit deeper cuts. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, if they did this fucking song, clearly, yeah, maybe so. That would be fun. Yeah. We should have gone. We should have taken a taken a plane trip <sighs> Only out to we'd Ontario. Known. We should have listened to Don't Mess With My Toot Toot the whole way there and the whole way back. <laughs> Oh. You can have the other woman, but don't mess with my tutu. <laughs> um, Gee, yeah, she man. was born in a white suit. What? She was born in a she white was suit. Born in a white suit. Uh, yeah, that's all I had. All right, Ev, tell me what vampire movie this song is about. Of course, this is about the vampire, not only movie but series. We're just going to do the first movie though that that um obviously Ed wrote this about, which is Underworld. <gasps> Thunderworld. Nope, Underworld. Okay. <laughs> Directed by Alan Wiseman, Danny McBride screenplay. Starring, of course, Danny McBride. Not the Danny McBride you're thinking okay. of. Okay, <laughs> all right. Got it. Different yeah. Danny McBride. Yeah, I was, I was also be like, Danny fucking McBride wrote this? <laughs> That's very strange. Nope, no. Nope. Okay, was, different. Uh, different it. Danny McBride. Okay. Uh, same name, different man. Uh, Kate Beckinsale, of course, and of course, Scott Speedman, oh. Michael Sheen, Bill Nye. Um... For generations, the Lycans and the vampires have been at the Shadow War. The vampires have gained the upper hand because a vampire named Craven has killed Lucian, the Lycan leader. A vampire named Craven has become second in command of the vamps, leading elders. And for some reason, well, the vampire elders are like very powerful, but also very territorial. So only one of them can be awake at a time. Okay. And that's a fundamental conceit of this movie. Okay. Beckinsale plays Celine, a death dealer. Okay. What is a death dealer? A death dealer is a, va- a special squad. They're like uh, the SEAL Team 6 of uh, 
zero dark 30 of vampires okay so they are vampires they are vampires who are specifically killing lichens okay so you get to you get like a matrix style battle between vampires and like death dealers and lichens so a lot of people in like black latex fighting a lot of guys who look like they like wandered in wandered into a waffle house at 2 (laughs) a.m like the it feels really one-sided and it is like the vampires since lucian's death the vampires have just been fucking up the werewolves it seems Uh like come on man please just leave us alone (laughs) i got a family but uh, during this fight, she kidnaps a were- or captures a werewolf and finds out that they're looking for Michael Corvin, who is just a regular med student, played by Scott Speedman. And Scott Speedman looks like the lead singer of like Creed. He looks like every like f- the lead singer of every new metal band from not new metal, but like the he just he just looks like Gavin Rossdale, uh, the lead- I forget the lead singer of Creed's name. Scott Fucking- Snap. Scott Skip. Isn't it? I don't, probably. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Good. Fair. But yeah, he's just kind of like a that. He's like he's got that like aughts face okay it was popular in the, the aughts, aughts face. it's like a it's a specific type of look Love that. he's got his lo- he's got long hair like shoulder length hair but okay. it's kind of like mussy but he's just a med student um she's like okay they're looking for michael corvin i gotta go find out she goes to craven this like guy who's killed lucian he's like no leave it alone leave it alone she's like no way jose i'm gonna go find this guy <laughs> <laughs> so she goes finds um finds scott speedman they have a moment then Pursued by lichens. Fucking vampire showed up, led by what? What? Lucian! Wait, <gasps> he's supposed f- to be dead. Craven yeah. said he kills him. Um So uh she's gets she gets a little bit she's like, wait a second, maybe Craven's not telling me the whole truth. But during the fight, Mike gets bit by werewolf. Oh shit. Okay. So she hides him away, like chains him up. He's gonna be an abomination. He's gonna mm, you're 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 digging too deep. Okay. I've never seen this movie. So um so there's a current vampire elder um who is awake right now, a lady, and she comes on a train, but apparently like vampire elders are really powerful except when they're not. It's like one of those like so she is like massacred by lichens. Okay. The current vampire elder. But she's still awake at this time. Um so what uh Celine does is she goes to like the van- the big tomb, the big mausoleum and wakes up Victor, who is like her um sire slash the guy the vampire who's raised her. Okay. Like Victor from her perspective, Victor saved her from like other vampires and like turned her into a vampire and then raised her, you know, and, and she's like his his little his little girl. Okay. So um wakes him up, she's like, Listen, Craven might not be telling the same the, the right truth. Victor played by Bill Nye, the okay. captain sure. fucking Davy Jones from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so she's like, Hey, you know, this, this is, and he's like, not only do I not believe you, but you should not have fucking woken me up. Oh, wow. Like I am pissed. I am not supposed to be awake. You're supposed to, Marcus is supposed to be next. This other vampire elder. Uh, so he's mad. So she like kind of runs away, goes and bees with Scott Speedman. They have another fucking moment. Um, she bonds with Mike learns that he is a Corvinus. Okay. Which is a bloodline of both vampire and werewolf and possibly able to become Daywalker. <gasps> no way! He could become a werewolf vampire. Good for him. A, vo- a vamp wolf. A okay. weird, a weird vamp. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warpire. She also learns that um, lichens rebelled because they used to be slaves of vampires, and okay. Lucian fell in love with Victor's daughter, Victor, her sire, um, and uh, Victor was not happy about the relationship between werewolf and vampire, so he killed his daughter, um, and then massacred a bunch of werewolves, and then the you know etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Craven struck a deal with the werewolves for he's like. The werewolves were getting fucking massacred, so Craven's like, listen, why don't we just say I killed you? I get all the power. I shield the werewolves from, like, total death, and we'll just, like, live like that for a thousand years. And so that's basically what they've been doing, I think. Um, but anyway, 
this all leads to a big showdown in the lichen lair because Victor's pissed. He's like, fuck this. There's still lichens around. We need to fucking kill all these lichens. Let's go get them. Gets all the vampires together. There's a walking with purpose. I remember from the one thing I remember from this movie is there's a lot of like walking with purpose scenes. Sure. Like a bunch of guys and girls in latex walking down a hall for an extended period of time with some sort of like background music. Uh-huh. Happens a lot. Uh, so there's a big showdown in the lichen lair. Lucian and Craven fight because Craven's Lucian's like, wait, you betrayed me. Craven's like, yeah, f- fuck. Didn't you get my name? Like, <laughs> so anyway, they fight. Victor and Michael fight after Celine. Uh, he gets pretty badly beaten um, because he's just a werewolf. Celine bites him, <gasps> turns him into a weir vamp. Oh my god! Then they fight. Now he's got. Now he's like, oh, a big vampire werewolf sure, guy. A super but shredder. still, Victor's too powerful. Victor gets the upper hand and reason uh, realizing that Celine has like this like moment of clarity where she realizes that. Um, and I think this is this is foreshadowed a bit in her conversation with the werewolf. She realizes like, oh shit, Victor has just been like fucking grooming me. Not like in a sexual way, but like he didn't save me from the vampires. He's the one who killed my family. Okay. He's the he killed his daughter and he only took he took me in because I remind him of his daughter. We got a whole Dracula untold thing going on wow. here. So she walk she fucking snaps out of her fugue, cuts his head off. Victor's nice. head off. And then the movie ends with the last vampire elder, Marcus Awakening. And that's we go right in Underworld 2. Wow. How so, many Underworlds are there? I want to say four. Because there's Underworld 2, Underworld that's 3. fewer than I thought. There's Underworld, Underworld 2, Underworld Rise of the Lycan, and I think there's one more Underworld after that. Okay. Lycans have already risen. They're, they exist. Oh, mean, rise there's the one of them. The One of them is like a prequel set in like medieval times. Ooh. Like in Rohan. That sucks. <laughs> I think they just use like, like cast off uh, like the armors from the... I remember watching it and being like... Is that like Rohirrim armor from the Lord of the Rings movies that they're wearing? Really? It was very similar. Man, it is October for us. I just watched uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. <gasps> Fucking great movie. And somebody shared the fact that uh, all the trolls in that movie were repainted and became the clowns from... Uh, the same, the uh, brothers, the... Killer clowns. The fucking brother. Uh, the brothers? Yeah, the, there's two special effect brothers oh. who, who did that. Um, oh. It's the something brothers. The, uh, the, um... Click and clack. Click the and clack tappet the brothers. brothers. Yeah, yes, got okay. it. Got it. But yeah, they're, they're fucking special effects whiz kids. Like okay. the, I remember there were a couple... I, I remember Ernest Scared Stupid being a lot more funny than I than I expected it to be. Yeah. I mean, it was good. On rewatch, it was, the effects were great. There were some cool camera angles, uh-huh. but they kind of sucked. I mean, I mean, it wasn't awesome. It but was I watched it. It was one movie I watched with my kid. Okay. And as far as movies I watched with my kid go... I'm sure that it, ruled. I remember loving it as a kid. It held yeah. up. To yeah. the point, like Eartha Kit was chewing the fucking scene, oh, every fucking scene she was in. Great in that movie, yeah. yeah. And I Ernest was Kit. fucking Ernest, right? Can't argue with that, friend. Can't wait to watch Ernest Cave's Christmas. Uh, I can't wait to watch Ernest, Ernest goes, goes to, to Africa. Africa. <laughs> <laughs> he was already in brown face in Ernest Scared Stupid when he. Oh yeah, as we, a Mongolian. There was a there was a moment where he was a Mongolian, <laughs> and it was a little bit. A little rough. I'm the Mongols, but he like he, at least he didn't do like a racist accent. No, he's like he here I am. I'm the I'm Genghis Khan, the Mongol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so who knew? Anyway, the foresight. So the reason why? Okay, so let me break these. This this um. I mean, waning moon. Like, no the, better title for a vampire. Exactly. The okay. moon is up and it's waning. That's the lichens. Okay. The full moon is up, but lichens are on the wane. Okay. Stars are out and they're shining. The stars are the death dealers. Also literal movie stars not sure why i <laughs> liked underworld so much they needed to call out that like the movie stars the individual movie stars, stars in this movie sure. yeah hey listen he's in his 50s right <laughs> is he amazed by the fact i went and saw a movie there are people i fucking I recognize people from other movies <laughs> like it's a good thing for him some people like ed's been face blind his whole life and okay. he's finally like recognized he's like that's is that 
That's fucking Davy Jones. <laughs> I need to put that in a fucking song. Amazing that he would recognize Davy Jones fucking made up CGI in Bill Nye. I don't know why. Bill Nye the science guy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so clouds are high and wispy. Just enough to make you miss me. That, obviously. obviously. The wispy stuff is the, the gunfights and whatnot. But the it's, it's Celine missing Victor. So she's reminded of her time with Victor. She needs Victor's, like, input. Right. Um, Craven does his best to be the nice guy. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, trying to live a lie, more sure, or less. Sure. Everywhere I turn, there's another thing to learn. That's about Celine's backstory. Because she starts the movie thinking that Victor saved her, is her sire, whatnot. And she learns more about her, not only her backstory, but the plot of the movie. Okay. Sure. <laughs> she learns about the Corvinus. Everybody here is hustling. That's all the vampires and the lichens running around. <laughs> wow. I, the most... I mean, basic read. People in this movie are moving. No, I mean, just you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what Ed They're means. Moving their you know what Ed means. Like they're the moving, it's like a chessboard. They're, sure. chess, they're chessboarding. Sure. Everyone's hustling. All the vampires are trying to become the most powerful vampire. All the lichens are just trying to survive. Sure. Um, she's She rakes Victor hoping there'll be no blowback, but here it is. This is the realization, or the whatever it is, the fucking breakthrough right. that breaks not only her loyalty to the vampires, but ends Victor's life. Okay. She cuts his head right off. That made him all fall down. Yeah. I don't mean to wake you, Victor. Sure. The Marcus. mistake you made was having seen the breakthrough about killing Celine's parents and right. uh, his own daughter. That will take you. Very clever. Oh Ed's, Ed's so Ed's fucking clever. It. Holy shit. I like this song. And has it been so long? They're vampires. They're so long. We belong. She belongs to the. She belongs to vampires, but she knows how to be seen. She is a death dealer, right? Uh-huh. But somehow... Somehow, even the elders all fall down. Wow. Nice little bow, Ed. Wow. You know what? Bravo. Ed fucking Robertson, folks. This is Ed fucking Robertson. It sure is. It sure is. I, I took one listen to the song. I said, that's Ed fucking Robertson. <laughs> wow. Beautiful interpretation of that. Did you read about the legal controversy behind Underworld? No. How White Wolf sued them because they said it was too close to the Vampire the Masquerade and, and they, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Did they win? Uh, it was settled out of court for an amount. Oh, nice. Yeah. They, they had an 80-point presentation about, like, this is similar to this, this. One of them was, the vampires drink blood in this movie, and they also drink blood <laughs> in Vampire the Masquerade. So I'm amazed that they were able to. Second thing, did you know that this character is an adaptation of a Marvel Comics character? Yeah, didn't they want... Yeah, no. They were going to do a crossover with this and Blade. Fun. But it got scrapped. Fun. I know. Because both rolled. both this and Blade take place in like unnamed Eastern European city. Would have been perfect. Although Underworld is one of those like aughts movies that's just shot completely through a blue filter. Oh, yeah. You know how like Mexico is Mexico's yellow? Yeah. Like Eastern Europe is blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right. Well, I think it's about time that we rate this song. As usual, we rate the song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes the song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. Ev, tell me about how you feel about this song. I own a lot of clothes. I bet you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and while I endure, my clothes don't always endure. Sure. And I know everyone's got those shirts like they wore in high school that they've got like a fondness for. Sure. Right? You know, you've got this shirt that you got at like a thrift store that says something like, I survived the Schwartz family reunion or something that uh-huh. you wore like on your second date or you wore to Disney World and like the German waitress there in like in like Germany asked you about like, what is Schwartz? What does Schwartz mean? Uh-huh. And you're like, I don't know. It's just a shirt I bought at a thrift store. Uh-huh. It's just, a, just someone's last name, sure. I think. And she was like, but, but what does it mean though? <laughs> like it's a German word, but I don't understand what it means. So and I'm specific. like, I can't help you. I, I don't understand what <laughs> it means either. I cannot. 100 actually actually explain what's going on and then they sit you in that like fucking um like the seating where you have to sit at one long table with everybody 
Oh, like the, the festival Jesus seating. Booth. Yeah, the festival seating where you like you're like sitting at a table and then they put like another family next to you, so you're like oh, okay. elbow to elbow with somebody's fucking kid, uh-huh. and it's a nightmare because you don't know these people. And the point is, you're like, oh yeah, you're all gonna get drunk and have fun together, but that's not how it is. That's not how it shakes out with Americans. Right. Like I want to eat with my friends. Like if I go there with a group of friends, that's fine, but I'm not gonna go there with like my a date and then like sit at a family style fucking table. Sure. Like, it may work for Germans. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me at all. That's why I do not like um what's that? It's not the uh, um. What's that other German Hofbrauhaus? Okay. I'm not a big fan of the Hofbrauhaus because they don't okay. get you in a booth. Okay. Anyway. Is that where we just were for the wedding? No. Yes? No. That was Gemut Biergarten. Gemut. That's right. Okay. And those are fine because you know everybody there. But anyway. Yeah. Um, rating a song. So you got these clothes that you remember, these shirts. And you know, you're, they're like, they're fading. They're like got holes in them. Sure. You take them and you either put them on a hanger or you fold them up and you put them in a little pile. Sure. You're like, I'm going to keep these guys. And then you got the shirts and pants that, like, you got at a thrift store. You got something that really don't have a lot of emotional significance for me. Right. And I'm like, hmm, I got this shirt that has a picture of, like, the Cobra Kai logo on it, you know, because I thought it was fun and I really enjoyed Cobra Kai at the time. Cobra Kai is still a fine show. Do I want to identify with it? Do I want to look like a Cobra Kai guy? I'm running out of space in my, I want to run out of space in my, in my, in my drawers. I'm running out of space in my closet. I got to make room for the new shirts. I'm going to get the shirts with Klingons with batlets on them. The shirts that really speak to who I am now. Right. You're a real so, batleth guy. It's October. I'm a batleth guy. Is there a batleth pun that you guys like him holding a big bat, a Klingon guy? Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've got that shirt. Do you really? No. Oh, it's not a I, thing. You're a Halloween guy and a Star Trek guy, yeah. motherfucker. So I've got the shirts with the the skulls on them. This everything will work out at the end. I got the I got like a bunch of metal shirts and things that I'm gonna keep. But then there's like you know just a fucking tan shirt with a picture of the Cobra Kai on it. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm gonna use this as a, a jogging shirt. Go for a jog with my shorts and my t-shirt on. And uh, when the shirt wears out, the shirt wears out. I just throw. I cut it up, turn it into rags. Okay. That's what this song is to me. Shorts and a t-shirt. Just like every other fucking song in this sure. album. But it has no emotional significance to me. It means nothing to me, and I'm going to forget about it. Okay. Like, I'm not going to remember. This is going to be four albums down the line. They're going to be like, remember Waning Moon? I'm going to be like, no. was that a song? Of, was that a Keb song about, like, you know, how he liked to look up at the sky with, like, his his high school girlfriend? No. Feels it wasn't like that. It. Yeah. It was yeah. an Ed song about how he looked up at the sky yeah, with a high right. school girlfriend. Um, For me, my friend Ev is on his run through the Colosseum. We've been split up and we are expected to find each other and then defeat the monsters together. Is this the 2011 Hayden Christensen film Jumper? That's correct. We are jumping, friend. So you've got your armor on. You've got your sword and you're going through the maze of this Colosseum looking for the rest of your party mates. Me, Seize Richards and Diglin Welich in order to... John Haddle. John Haddle. Joe Carvash. Joe Carvaggio, the car wash. Venganza. Uh, and uh, you're looking for us and you think you spy me uh, at part of the, you know, through a wall somewhere. And so I'm like standing and you yell my name, but I don't move. And so you're like, I got to find my way to him. So you move through that crack in the wall. You're trying to find how to get around to where I was. And you finally get around to me and you see me and I'm in my underwear. What happened to my armor? My sword looks deteriorated and I'm just standing still. And you're like, fuck, I don't know what this is, but I got to go rouse him and figure out what the fuck is wrong with him. And you start running and you smack right into the clear jelly that has engulfed me and is currently <laughs> the gelatinous cube. Away. Yes. The gelatinous cube that is eating at me. Right. So it has already eaten all my clothes. I look as if I'm down to just a ratty pair of underwear. Right. I loved the musicality of this song. Loved it. Loved the harmonies, loved the snaps, but man, what am I wearing? 
I'm wearing a fucking gelatinous cube, right? I'm wearing this like transparent. You could see this song. You could see what it could be. Oh, it's so good deep in there. But really, it's just a fucking like five feet of something before you even touch me, right? There's so much that I'm wearing before we get to this song. Um, did not like it. Did not. I thought that these lyrics were fucking horrible. I thought they were some of the worst lyrics in BNL history. Not as bad as beautiful. Uh, not even approaching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but pretty fucking bad. Well, we'll be right back. With <laughs> My voice is still so fucked from the concert last weekend. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A bare naked ladies podcast. Hi, Kevin. What's written on your gravestone? Here lies the man who saved the world. <laughs> Uh, no further elaboration needed. And yeah. it says 1985 to 2023. <laughs> oh. Wow. Wow. What am I going to do this year? We've only got a couple months left. Well, now we do, but the, everyone will know. Oh my God. Oh, we're going to release these episodes posthumously Holy for you. Holy shit. We are going to have so many posthumous episodes. Oh man. Uh, I really hope. I'll release one a year on the anniversary of your death Thank for the you. next 14 years. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, what's your grace? I'm going to say. Oh, man. It's going to say, here lies the man who saved the world. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Good. I love it. I love it. Um, And then, like, somebody's going to reach down and, like, brush a little bit of dirt. And you're going to see it says the man who shaved the world. (laughs) There it is. You're going to shave everyone. What's your death date? (laughs) July 24th, 2024. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to say 22. I think yeah. we were really going to July 24th, 2000 and 2317. <laughs> Technically, I believe you are still a Civil War ghost. We have a lot of plot lines to wrap up oh, before yeah. we wrap up this podcast. I am a plot Civil War ghost. Yeah. It says, it says 1843 to 2317. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. Or actually probably says 18... 18 34 to 1864. Sure. Okay. You were 30 years old. Oh, that's sad. I was a, I was a, uh, a captain or something. I feel like 30 back then was old age. I got gunned down by one of those like... I got full on Last Samurai. Yeah, you did. Is that a good movie? I enjoyed it. Okay. When last time you watched it? 20 years ago. Jesus. years ago. I mean, yeah. It's surprised. Feels like a movie you would rewatch every day on Tokugawa's birthday. <laughs> Yasu! Which, okay, I was going to say, which Tokugawa? Yeah, I'm there. There's a I lot of them, maybe. They're still it. around. On Golden Week. Every Golden Week, the start of Golden Week, you watch Last Samurai. I don't know. Why isn't it a yearly movie for you? It's fine. It's a big budget samurai movie. It's a big budget samurai movie. They make the sam. They make the the bad guys the good guys. <laughs> Do they really? Like Saigo Takamori is not a good person. <laughs> okay, is that who Ken Watanabe plays? Yeah, yeah. Really He's a, they were rebelling because they didn't like the equality in the cast. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted the cast system to come back. I love that. Okay. Fucking. And they wanted to declare war against a bunch of people, which Japan gen- genuinely does eventually. Yeah. But like, they wanted more right now. Sure. Like to, they wanted movie. to like reinvade Korea at the moment. Did you make a Japanese movie lionizing uh, like Andrew Jackson? Like he's the real hero. What a president. What a good guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. What do you think the tombstone behind yours says? It says, "If you're reading this, you're too close. <laughs> if you're reading this, the bitch fell off." <laughs> Back up. 
Good. It says what? vote vote no on issue one. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Columbusites. When when is our voting? November, right? November, yeah. Vote Jesus. yes on issue one. Okay, it's long past at this point, and yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah. Okay. Um, the tombstone behind mine says tricked you. <laughs> I'm still out there. I'm still out there. You better watch out. <laughs> but it's for someone else. It's yeah. not mine. Oh boy. Ebo, do you know who else has a tricky tombstone? Who? Well, that would be, of course, the podcast for Big Streaming Pile. That's right. It has a tombstone because the show hasn't updated since December 18th, 2020, in which Fiona and Tom discussed A Wrinkle in Time. Yes, that's right. A, a Wrinkle, wrinkle in, in Tom. Time. <laughs> they fucking... That's sitting right there. In this episode, host Fiona L.F. Kelly and Tom Goldthwaite discuss A Wrinkle in Time 2018, available on Disney+. They discuss the visual aspects of the movie, Meg's emotional journey, and more. Wrinkle in Time, that was one with like Oprah Winfrey in it. It was. She was one of the, the fates or the muses yeah, or something. Yeah, I remember the, the thing I remember most about Wrinkle in Time was the cover of the book. What was the cover? It was just some weird fucking like surrealist art with like a centaur with like fucking wings and wow. like mountain and like yeah and I think someone I had just listened I just downloaded a podcast I haven't listened to yet where it's like no one knew drew this the artist was lost to time so we're gonna like track him down wow did they find him I'm sure they did okay uh boy they do a lot of it's uh, not hard this is supposed to be where they do shitty streaming movies but I feel like is a wrinkle in time a bad movie it kind of disappeared so i assume yeah yeah i like guess it didn't it get any be. buzz bad or good yeah at least in in any circles i happen to be a part of which i don't expect it would i think i confuse wrinkle in time and phantom toll booth for some reason i just my son and i i mean my child and i just started listening to phantom toll booth and guess who it is read by who rain wilson very strange choice it's actually a really good choice really it's very like the, the the book itself is very like the comedy in the book is like well i wouldn't see you on tuesday because i see you on a wednesday and a wednesday it's like so he does like a very good like yeah. persnickety voice yeah, yeah yeah i don't think i've legitimately killing time it's bad enough to waste it like it's all just like puns and sure shit. Yeah. sure i don't think i've seen rain wilson in anything never seen out of the office oh Never seen. He was good in. He, he's good, he was good in a super. He was yeah, the rocker. He was good in. Like he had a superhero movie where he was just a crazy person who okay. like dressed up in a superhero outfit and that was fun. Did bad stuff. Cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun movie. I yeah, remember that one. I would I like it's called Hero or something. But yeah. Okay, that's a pretty bad uh, title for. Uh, I, it might have been it was something else. I don't remember. But okay. it was a uh, yeah. It was a interesting look at mental illness. But again, it was. It came out in like the aughts, so I can't really speak to how well it may have hold, held up, okay. like with, with regards to like social issues or things okay. like that. I don't want to go on like I don't want to go bat for this, but I remember enjoying it at the time. Well, you know what? I hope they bring big streaming pile back for a special episode on, on Rain, Rain Wilson Zero, and we'll or see you then. Super? Maybe it was Super. I don't know. I'll see you then. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin this high round wheel. There's a lot I would never do. Some fantastic I know it's true. <laughs> Some fantastic. Change or improve the song slash characters, etc. with the addition of fantasy and oh, or science fiction okay, elements. Okay, All okay. right. The year is 2039. The moon is cracked. <laughs> the cyber moon is up. Oh. <laughs> and it's electro-waning. Sure. <laughs> the cyber moon. <laughs> it's got people in it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I it's don't a know. cyber moon, so it's a person's body. 
What? Cy- cybernetics. You have to start with a person. You can't have a cyber. You can't have cy- cyber. Doesn't just mean robo. Okay, the robo moon is up. The AI moon is up. The AI. The Chat GPT moon is oh up. Oh my god! I feel like this song may have been written by Chat GPT. Maybe this is. I don't know. Um. So, uh, this song is about someone and someone else looking up at the moon together, and then they go to a cafe, and then one of them forgives the other, and then what happens? That's it. And then there's a weird yeah. scatty bridge. Yeah, it's about two people who are in long-time relationship. Sure. Having a date. So maybe this is Black Mirror-y. In that... Buddha me. Buddha me. Uh, in that they can't talk to each other because one of them has died. So when they say, you know, just enough for you to miss me, this is someone talking to an AI reconstruction of I think that's their... literally a Black Mirror episode. I think it may be like a season one Black Mirror. Yes. Remember when we used to get so excited for every season of Black Mirror that came out and then we would hate watch it all in one day? Yeah. God, I miss it. Fucking sucks. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. Um, there were some there were some golden light episodes. Yeah, like one or two. The Every fucking Robo Dog episode. Yeah, Metalhead. Uh, San San Pellegrino or whatever it was. Pellegrino. <laughs> yep, the one about Grant, water. Grand Torino. <laughs> that was a good one. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I. I what okay. would you say? Fantasy. Fantasy. The dragon moon is up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The blood moon rises. The blood moon rises. Uh, all of the deceased villains come back in their blood moon form. They're a little bit stronger for a little bit of time. So, yeah, they're... Let's see. What are the... So, elves. So, uh, two elves going on a date. Looking oh, up, okay, okay. Looking up at the moon. Uh, okay. Gal- Galabriel and Lengalorn. So, this is the same song and the same idea, except now the characters are elves. <laughs> okay, good. So, it's, it's, the a, it's the dragon moon. You know what? I do think it improves the song. Let's do something just... weird. Let's go fucking off the wall. Okay. Let's do something. Let's let's pick, pick a letter. B. B. Blob. Ba- brownies. Boggins. Okay. Brownies. Two little guys. The oh. Cleveland Browns just changed their changed their mascot from a bulldog to a brownie. Good, good. He's like the little brownie guy. He's good, a little good, guy. Good. So it's a Cleveland brownie. Good. Okay. So uh, one brownie. Uh, Beholders. Okay, great. What about blobs? Blobs. I they were blobs. Yeah, they're all goopy. And so there's everywhere they turn, there's nothing to learn about. <laughs> okay, so they are... Mm, they're alien slash from another dimension, uh-huh. fantasy dimension, oh, and they're trying good. to learn about oh, being human, obviously, because this, this is a human. This yes. is a human story. Yes. So they are able to like like uh, changelings in the Deep Space Nine. They're able to take human form for a yes. brief amount of time. They're able to take human form for one lifespan. Okay. One human lifespan. Oh, sure. But once they take that form, they're stuck in it. So, so do they die? No, they just go back to their liquid state, and then they have to take a different human form. They okay. can't retain that human, that other, that previous human form. Okay, okay. Uh, so they're they're sitting there, and this is sort of the end. It's waning. They're coming down this. They're coming down this hill. These two blobs who have had this life together. Yeah. And they're like, do we want to? When we reform, when we go back to our primordial ooze and reform into some other sort of solid form, do we want to continue our life together? Do we want to go on our separate ways? Sure. Like. Are we finished learning about each other? Have we learned? Have, is that have we exchanged enough long protein strands? And one of them decides we've had enough, and the other decides I'm going to reform as a human again, right? Yeah. And so that's when they're both looking at the same moon. One of them from Earth, and one of them from the spaceship, and they miss each other. So this is like an alien love story where one of them has hooked in too much to human culture. The breakthrough that's going to take you. That's <laughs> it. That's, that's it. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> Good. Oh, I still got it. Oh boy, that was a close one. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, Bare naked we ladies might have phoned this album in, but we're still showing up. We circled the drain for a long time before we finally hey, went down the Hey, 
this is all extemporaneous. We don't have an entire six month writing period. Fil- true. Hot dog fueled writing period in our special like <laughs> fucking lake house. We don't have we don't have that. I know. Yeah, we got we got to come up with these on the spot. DIY baby. Yeah. Okay. Good. Bare Naked Ladies albums are inherently classed. <laughs> 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 Anyone who has time to write music, that's classic. Yes, yeah, listen. Music should all be skip extemporaneously delivered. No notes. Good. Whose line is it anyway is the only true music? <laughs> that's it. Wayne Brady, uh, who recently came out as, I think, pan. Ba- pansexual. Yes. And I think the reason he came out is because he was single again. He's like, hey, everyone, I just want you to know that I'm single again and, and pansexual. Fuck you. Yeah, pansexual. <laughs> it, it was just very cute. Yeah, it is. It was a very cute. I mean, it's a very uh, like endearing. I, I've always liked Wayne, uh, Wayne Brady, and I think that you know, I know you can get with him. Ah, oh, we can all get with him, baby. I would be intimidated to be with Wayne Brady. Yeah, I feel like you can. Yeah, man, you'd be. You just have to come in like very humble and like willing to learn. <laughs> Do you think he's very experienced? I think he's got all the. I mean. If he's not experienced, he can fake it really well. Oh, for sure. He's great at improv. He's like, okay, this is how you do this. <laughs> um, oh, okay. okay for so this... first I'm going to roll up a, a yoga mat. And now. This sex act, I want you to pretend like you're a weatherman, but you're scared to tell me that it's raining. For this sex act, I want you to pick one item in this room. <laughs> That's good. Um, okay. <laughs> We're fucking... I'm going to make up a 16 line, a six minute song about this sex act. Uh-huh. To the... Let's see. Do, 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 do. Mamba. <laughs> oh, oh, put it in my bottle, my bottle, put it in my bottle. <sighs> okay, good. We did it. We're good. We're just as good as the Vertical Ladies. <laughs> just as good. We still got it. We haven't hit our 50s yet, we so. Um, all right. Do you think we'll still be doing this podcast in 10 years? Yes. Okay. Now we'll see you again in one. <laughs> to take a letter from our friends, our fans, our silly little sluts. <laughs> Should we? Are we do, taking another one from Matthias? We can do Matthias. Right. Um, is there one from Jacob? We do have one from Jacob. I forgot. Yes, Jacob writes. Hello. <laughs> what time do you? I think Seas Richard has ruined the fucking like <laughs> intro line for everybody. Everyone just titles it "Hello." Um, well, the Brandon ladies are known to be quite beautiful in lyrically in their prose. What do you think the most beautiful word is that each of the bare naked ladies can think of? <laughs> so, thank you, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. We thank really you. appreciate it. Yep. Uh, all right. So, the bare naked ladies are thinking of words. <laughs> what do you think each of them? Ed. Cellar door. <laughs> you think he's like a basic bitch? I mean, maybe. Um, humble. That's very good. Not only does it have a nice mouth feel, it's what he considers to be the most beautiful thing of all, being humble. 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 It's kind of fun, like, humble. plosive consonant in humble. Yeah. Humble. 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 It doesn't start fun. Hum. Humble. <laughs> this podcast sucks. Tyler's favorite word is... Now. Pigskin. Oh, pigskin. I think we're good. We're good. Okay. Um, is it pigskin or now? Bigger. Oh, bigger is good. How about rumble? How about okay? Okay. Okay. Kev's favorite word is gravitas. <laughs> Whisper. Agape. Mutter. <laughs> These are all very good. And Jim's favorite word no, is. No, Kev's favorite word is Sirocco. 
Oh, the most beautiful word. The most beautiful word you could say. Yes. Sirocco. What is Sirocco? It's like a very gentle desert wind. Oh. Like whatever. You know that little wind that's like moving a tumbleweed? You know that little wind that's like in Jerome stirring up a little dust devil? Just a little one. Just a gentle dust devil. One that like... When it hits you, it just kind of like zoops up your leg and like sure. gives you a little bit of like a zhuzh, just a little right one. And you're like, there. you go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you know, like the movie American Pie starring yes. uh, American Pie, not American Pie, American, pie? Be- <laughs> <laughs> American, American <laughs> pie starring a sorry, Eugene Levy, Levy, Levy yeah. where he's a dad who just doesn't understand why you have to fuck a pie. Uh yeah, no, American okay. Beauty, where that uh, the guy, the kid's filming with a handy cam that bag, that's a Sirocco. That's a Sirocco. That's okay. a Sirocco. And Jim's favorite word is aglet. <laughs> Jim's favorite word is one of those fucking like... Uh, uh, Sphizzerinctum. Yeah. Zizix. Zizix. Yeah. It's one of those words. Okay. Okay. Well, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. Fuck off. Oh. Please email us questions. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Do it all now. <laughs> Ebbo. Hmm? That's it. That's it. We done it. We did it. Is your album Clock. out now yet? It's been a week since last week. I doubt it. You've had seven days to work on oh, your entire album. It's been seven days. What about your new project? You want to talk about that? No. It's not going to ever come to anything. Okay. So I don't want to talk about it. I, see, it's a thing. Do you I know, see a vocal guard. Listen. To listen. guard your vocalities. There's a study that says you should never talk about your projects. Because if you talk about them... It gives you the same like dopamine hit when people are like, that sounds cool, as you would get when you finish them and release them. Huh. So you are less likely to finish them if you've already gotten the dopamine hit. See, for me, and this is all anecdotal, when I talk about a project that I'm working on, I feel compelled to finish it. Sure. Like, me too. If I have told you about this and I don't follow through. you feel through, embarrassed. I feel, yeah, yeah. I agree. I do. One of the things, like... At my funeral, like one of the th- nicest things I think someone could say, like he did everything he said he was going to do. <laughs> like, like that's what, like he was dependable. Like, wow. Like he's a man of his word. He always did. Like you could count on him. Yeah. Like I want to. I've I've tried to like pattern my life around being somebody that other people can count on. Do you have anything prepped for your funeral? Yeah. Yeah, I got a hope speech. I'm going to make my. Do you kid- really? No, I don't. Do you have something that you want read? No. I okay. w- I really want my like body donated to science, but like where I end up as a skeleton in like a science. But like if you donate to the science, you're just gonna go to a, you're just gonna go to a body. No, I don't want to donate it to art. Okay. I want to be like in a fifth grade science room. Oh, okay. I want to be like this is Mr. Jiggles. Okay. He's been here for fifty years. Okay. And I'm like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, uh, so they also depersonalize you. You're not Mr. Dickin anymore. You're yeah. Mr. Jiggles. Yeah, I think that uh, well, my partner wants to donate his body to art. Okay. He would like to be part of the That's bodies cool. exhibit or something. Like I like that. that. Yeah. Okay. He wants something. He's like, I don't want to be like put on a body farm to see how well raccoons can eat me. I yeah. want to be like, or cut up by a med student. I want somebody to bind a book in my skin. That's, That's cool like a direct shit. quote. Yeah, yeah, that rules. All right. You're, he wants to be the Necronomicon. He wants to be the Necronomicon. Oh, Who man. gotta be that Necronomicon? Carter's so cool. I know, buddy. I locked him down. Yeah. Damn it. Got I should have gotten to him first. Should have gotten to him first. You had the chance. I did. Did I know him before you? Yeah. Fuck. No, no. We knew him about the same time, but okay. like I wasn't dating him for like yeah. two or three years before yeah, you knew him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. What? Wait. Take out like the my my phone. You the phone. My, my photograph. <laughs> my partner. Uh, 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 my child and partner. Uh, all right. Uh. Well, that's all I got. Earthworm, Jim. I'm sick. <laughs> Just looking around my fucking room. There's a lot. To, there's a rich tapestry of things to pick from. I'm Saker. I'm Evan, and we'll see you again in one, one week. week.